Watches on YouTube, second week in a row. <laughs> it's a lot calmer. Start a trend. Now, yeah, it was less urgent. <laughs> yeah. Less, yeah. Uh, less up on the levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, watch us on YouTube if you want. Um, we started getting more bots. I don't know, I don't like since like the past six weeks. Bots? Like, uh, random people. Tr- yeah. Like leaving comments like, oh, amazing content check out my page oh yeah 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 and you check it out and there's just loads of those so i think like and all their videos are about what you should do is you should comment on other people's videos and then they'll come check out your channel i've got 50 million subscribers still it's nice in this time of social distancing to get random acts of kindness like that yeah even if it are robotic yeah i <laughs> i had um i had a call this morning i had a facebook message from a stranger because apparently they found my wallet at a nearby supermarket and obviously, it could have been a trap. So I was like, right, I'll go in and I'll, th- I'll prepare Are myself. you missing your wallet? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I often misplace everything. I left my phone at your house once. Yeah. I leave stuff and it's just, uh, it's, I'll find it eventually. I don't need it At least it it's right not now. a stranger texting you being like, hey, you've left your phone at Steve's house. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I went to go pick it up and they thought I was going to be really angry that they had my wallet. Which, to be fair, I walked in, like, ready you know, <laughs> for, uh, to be pounced upon. Yeah, but they, met you, like that, I, they so. met you in a supermarket? Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty public place. There's no real danger there. Well, the, the supermarket is the people that texted me. So mm. it was the supermarket saying, like, we've got your wallet. And they thought I was going to be upset. So I just kind of, yeah, but I just walked in and they were kind of like, I think that they obviously all memorized my face. Right. Because I've got one of those faces that you try to forget, but unfortunately you can't. It just screams so danger. They just... <laughs> They're like, you're the guy with the wallet, right? And I was like, yes. They're like, well, here it is. Like, thank you. And then just like backed away, keeping my back to the walls. It was, uh, it was a great success, but it was a random act of kindness. It was a, a weird thing to experience in this time. Yeah. Not that it's, there's more horror. It's just like, oh, it's more appreciative. Whereas before it's like, oh, cheers. And I was like, oh, it's a reason to go out of the house. That's good. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. This has yeah. really upped my social interaction count for the day. <laughs> yeah, now I can't leave my house again today. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they fell out of my swimming trunks because like, they, my swimming trunks have got bad pockets. So I was like, oh, okay. So I wore my swimming trunks to Tesco that day. <laughs> what? Why are you wearing your swimming trunks in public? Because uh, then you don't have to uh, worry. You don't. They, they they wash a lot easier. You just kind of put jump in the bath with them, <laughs> and it saves on laundry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, some funny. of them have got like very weird pockets. Not enough to carry keys, phone, and a wallet, so it just throws one out every now and then. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what else happened this week? Oh, went on a date. Oh yeah. You been on many dates during the lockdown? No. Uh, oh, it's lovely. It's beautiful. We've done beautiful isolation dates. We've done date nights at home. But not like been out. Oh, how boring! Because everywhere you shut. Didn't go to a KFC car park. No, is that where you went? Yeah, you went to a car park. <laughs> but 
went to a KFC car park on my own so I could FaceTime with somebody else from the outside world. <laughs> and just, and, just, and like, yeah, they were very adamant about drinking. So I was like, okay, I'll bring a bottle of wine and drink that in the car park. That'd be great. That's that's and, not uh, the best idea. I'm going to well, drive I, so I can, I can I drink and I then drive home. home. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I walked home afterwards, but I made it, I tried to make it a little game with the police because, like... I liked the idea. If any police came up to me, I'd be like, "Excuse me, I'm on a date. Um, do you mind?" Uh, but then, like, and then I could probably hide the booze. But I heard, like, I, I imagine dating in a car park is classed as like unnecessary travel, or something like that. So like, I didn't want to get fined. It's not unnecessary. You're trying to away. repopulate the earth. <laughs> I'm mankind's <laughs> only hope. <laughs> Drinking alone no in a KFC. Because like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just every now and then talking to the big colonel, like fucking picture of the side. He knows. How's it going, colonel? <laughs> My life's going great. So yeah, so I had a, had a date in a car park. Technically, yeah. it was more on my own. And then, uh, yeah, Tesco gave me my wallet back. It was nice of them. So, yeah, it's a generous day, generous week. Yeah. You've been up to much more sweeping, more deep legionairesing. Uh, no, we've we've been in the hot tub this week as opposed to just cleaning it. It's been quite good. It's nice. Can't beat them. Join no, them. can't beat them. Um, more work seems to be kicking back in, weirdly. So, um, yeah. yeah, so things are going well. Definitely approaching an overworked kind of point. Weirdly, yeah, I'm I'm benefiting from this yeah. whole virus situation because I'm doing yeah, everyone well, else's shit. Yeah, well, now it's the point where companies go, well, we can't sell anything, so how about we figure out what we're going to marketing thing next time we open? Yeah, so let's try and find video for people to what, what, what we can do with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people be all right, but yeah, I'm definitely the same. Just like I just, it's just so much. Yeah, my company's a lot busier as well. So it's very lots lots of work. But to be fair, it's not not that much more than normal. It's just I can't leave the house. Well, that's so the thing. Like, the, the, my life tends to be pretty uneventful when I'm allowed to leave the house. Like mm. now, it's just like I don't know. There's a, there's a, there is there is nothing in the world. There is nothing happening. I'm just like I'm either watch. Well, I'm either watching shit or working on shit. And that's it. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing outward, kind of happening to me. I yeah. guess it's kind of like Groundhog Day in that respect. A little bit, yeah. Like, yeah, you can't really see the world going by. Yeah, but you're still doing things. Yeah, yeah. Throwing a toaster in the bath or whatever. And I'm still not going mental. I'm still not bummed out that I can't leave and do stuff. Like, I think it's. I think it's more just the kind of person I am. And they've just said today that like, oh, it's going to last at least another three weeks. And I just like, it, that's, I don't care. Yeah, I think there is a, a larger gap in our personalities, I think, uh, mm. than I previously thought. I mean, it's say something like, I think, I think it's why we go after certain things. And I said it to you before, there's like, both of us have this kind of, um, I should start running every morning because I probably just should. Yeah. yeah it's just like i'm getting old and it should i i should I, there's some kind of weird social obligation to do this i'm not going to be able to do it when i'm older but i think that there was a lot of exercise for me was like no this is this is absolutely necessary i from because i did it from a young age i think it just kind of ingrained in my system the fact that i haven't gone to a gym even though i wasn't going to the gym regularly 
I would go to the gym sporadically and hit it hard and I'd be like, right, now I've reset. I don't really have that at the moment. And I've got weights here that I've set up. But, yeah, um, weren't you setting up your home gym situation? Yeah, well, um, I can't remember whether I've spoken to you about it, but um, I've got... <laughs> Uh, I've got a bit of a physical thing going at the moment where, you know, arthritis. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got it. I think it's just like, it's, oh. <laughs> I've got the symptoms of it where just my hands, um, if I pick up anything, like, like if, even if I tie um, a, like a cord around your waist, yeah, then it, it feels very, there's a lot of pain there. So I was like, oh, I'll get the, the weights out. That'd be great. And then I was like, well, if I can't tie a cord or pick up something light off the ground, what am I going to bench press? <laughs> yeah but so once you've got it in your hands you're just kind of cradling it there's not a lot of grip there on a bench press no but just having the weight on it oh right like i say when, when, if you tie a pajama cord for example or a waist cord, trouser cord yeah just the the force that's there is just like oh it's a really weird kind of pain so well, uh, yeah i haven't been able to do that much of that wanted to swim really there's, there's a, but but there's a couple of things firstly it could be gout that's not. This is true. I did look into that. Not as bad. Fingers crossed. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, which uh, is just like a build-up in the joints of doing too much of something. Like it can I be it was too, too much... much barbecue sauce. No, it can... well, it could be too much of anything. It's it could be. Isn't it? Yeah. For alcoholics, it's too much. Too much booze. For for people right. who like like a lot of sugar, it's too much sugar. Like it, it's too it, it's too much of something in particular, and it causes buildups in your joints, and it can happen to anybody who ha- who indulges too much in something. Yeah, I definitely indulge in a lot of sugar. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, be the first to phrase that. I think as a minimum, yeah, about ten liters of sugar. It's probably a which is a diabetic. It's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but that kind of comes and goes. So like, I, I need to get it checked out anyway, because as you say, yeah, it can just be something like gout. And it and I think gout can be helped with like anti-inflammatories, that kind yeah. of thing. So it's, there is a potential thing to manage it with a home gym. But also, yeah. you got arthritis medicine for Christmas at some point. I did, I did. <laughs> or was it for my 21st? I well, I mean, remember. it was for a dog, but. It was for a dog, yeah. So premonitions. So I messaged you once saying I was going to start drinking alcohol instead of sugar because it was more fun to be an alcoholic. That's when I was like 23. Yeah. And uh, I didn't follow through with that. Now I'm diabetic. So I guess <laughs> I'm also slowly evolving into a, 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 an arthritic dog. Yeah. It's Which is every man's dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to be a dog that struggles to run in an open field. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be the best. Yeah. Push through the pain. They won't get questions. Catch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh, back to the uh three weeks isolation thing yeah for me it's like oh, i can't go for a swim you know what i mean it's just like that would be something that'd be really nice to go out and do um in all this overworkness something that i used to do quite a lot was get like massages can't really do that in a, in a viral lockdown mm. so now i'm just kind of hitting my back with an old guitar and that's not helping yeah so just got to try and figure out uh, a way to keep it going, really. Although, like I say, the majority, like I said last week, the panic's kind of leveled out, I think, across the country. Lots of stuff have kind of gotten back to normal now, isn't it? So it's not as a shock anymore. Now it's a, everyone's a bit more used to it. Well, everyone, I'd say, it throws everyone into disarray for a bit and they go out and buy too much toilet roll and then they find a routine 
of not buying so much toilet roll, I guess, and um, that everyone kind of settles down. It's just the the fact that so many so many people's like daily routines consist of going out. Like I know a load of people yeah. that are going crazy because they can't go to the gym, but over time they've worked out some stuff they could do at home. Yeah, and it's like well, it's not as good, but it 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 ticks the box. Yeah, so I think the next three weeks at least will be a bit more easy than I think the first three. Yeah, but it's gonna go on for a long time. Yeah, I reckon it's still gonna be like three months or so. That's the th- well, there isn't gonna be a point where it's like. Okay, everyone back to normal now. Like, it's going to phase in. I, I think we're probably going to be feeling this for the rest of the year, at least. Well, they're going to have to bring back some sports, right, to keep the people occupied. But you can't have team sports. So there's going to be a weird blend of, like, hot air ballooning and javelin. <laughs> and it's just, it's, That's... Is it going to be the people in the balloons throwing the javelins or the people on the ground throwing the javelins at the balloons? Yeah. Whichever, whatever the people want. Uh... <laughs> I think I'd 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 rather throw in either situation. <laughs> He's got gold. He's happy with the gold. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. It's yeah. Good. Fucking yeah. Golf mixed with a dynamite. Golf is already a very Dynamite's socially sport. distant sport. Yeah, yeah. I think. Apart and cricket. Got a you're constantly running away from each other. <laughs> yeah. True. I guess you really just the contact sports you can't do. Rugby would just be not as not as fun. Whoa, whoa, no, <laughs> that would kind of be it. Zorb, you could do Zorb rugby. True, but that was that was that Bubble Boy. Was that the film? I can't remember. I don't know. Bubble Boy protected this whole thing. Well, I think it was a film about some boy who lived in a bubble. The boy in the bubble, something like that. All oh, right. Yeah, so it's weird Olympics. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, on to the news. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's a, a quick update on what the world's doing to uh, cope with this whole thing. Uh, you know what Indonesia's doing? You know Indonesia. Roughly. Yeah, they're uh, deploying ghosts to scare people into staying inside. <laughs> if the living can't help you, then maybe the dead. <laughs> Unleash the ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Now is the time for ghosts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Indonesian leader, including uh, President Joko Widodo, in brackets, Jokowi, <laughs> have right. been slow to react to the coronavirus pandemic and resisting a national lockdown. The capital, Jakarta, has ordered a two-week closure of offices and okay. banned gatherings of more than five people, but it hasn't directly ordered people to stay at home. We don't need a lockdown. Instead, We've got ghosts. <laughs> exactly. You can gather in groups of up to five. You can go outside, but the streets are riddled with the spirits of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, uh, you decide... What Indonesia. You <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently, it's uh, the locals have decided to uh, summon these, uh, these undead spirits. They've um, summoned since them. Since Indonesia... <laughs> That's what you do with a ghost, right? You don't, you don't invite a ghost. I suppose if you everybody's a got vampire. a Ouija board, get on it. <laughs> dial, dial a ghost yeah um, Indonesia apparently loves horror um, their folklore contains hundreds of tales of ghosts and ghouls what better tool than to prevent what better tool to keep people indoors than ghosts well it's not going to keep them uh, in if they love it if someone said to me oh there's a ghost outside I'd fuck off outside but where the fuck is this ghost <laughs> yes. I've got to shake that ghost's hand yeah oh yes <laughs> You're going to wash your hands before you see the ghost? Fuck off, it's a ghost. I think it's going to be fine. He's already dead. Ghosts aren't yeah, contagious. What's he going to give me? 
Um, Anja Pankintias, head of a village youth group that coordinated the police with the police on the unconventional initiative. They coordinated it with the police. <laughs> Ghosts and police. Yeah. Bring them together and we've got locked <laughs> and Corona would never have seen it coming. Uh. Um, but yes, as you say, Steve, while many people remain superstitious, uh, it won't come as too much of a surprise that others actually came outside to try and catch a glimpse of the ghosts. <laughs> One person did point out that ghosts should be careful not to spread the virus themselves. Yeah. Oh, don't don't get don't infect the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, they have uh, apparently they started off on a schedule, like they were coming out at certain times, but that was too predictable. So in cooperation with police, they've started doing surprise ghost patrols so that people can't expect where to lie in wait for a sighting. <laughs> and a surprise ghost is always going to be more scary than one that sticks to schedules. <laughs> so yeah. It's not wrong. Just, you know, a, a random ghost is scarier than a predictable ghost. But just everybody... The rest of the world is treating the situation like like they've been watching Outbreak. And that, and Indonesia's <laughs> been watching Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, Italy's got a drone mayor going around insulting people. Yeah. And the rest of Indonesia's going... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we should stay inside, I guess. Yeah. Fucking ghosts outside. Yeah, so if you're in Indonesia, don't be worried if there's a bunch of ghosts patrolling in police uniforms or with police uh, authority. Elsewhere, in Colombia, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, as, as we said before, you know, I think it's Italy's waters are becoming blue again. Thailand's overrun with monkeys. Venice, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because there's no tourism. Yeah, Venice, uh, water's going blue. Um, also, the hippopotamuses in Colombia that were brought in as drug mules by Pablo Escobar <laughs> are thriving in the country's river <laughs> ecosystem. Excellent. <laughs> like, all, I think all Scarface-style drug dealers have always got a dream of retirement. Yeah. You know, I'm going to retire to the... So it's nice to know that the hippo drug mule cocaine kingpins yeah. were able to realize that dream. <laughs> Everyone else has drug mules. We have, we have drug hippos. And they're doing really <laughs> yeah. well. Step they're not, up. They're not <laughs> devastating the natural environment at all. <laughs> yeah. Newly introduced non-native herbivores, such as Escobar's cocaine hippos, <laughs> could revitalize <laughs> and enrich ecosystems and do so in locations around the world. <laughs> and people criticize the drug trade. I mean, come on. Yeah, they're... it's saving lives, ecosystems. Just, yeah. Geography mastermind. Reintroducing wildlife to places where they just shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Which is either really bad, but if you're a cocaine hippo, I'm pretty sure that everything you do is going to be great, at least to you. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, hippos are already pretty terrifying. Like, mm. not, not, not to watch, but to, I guess, to be around. I don't mind. I, I like seeing them on TV and stuff. That's kind of fascinating. But, like, Aren't they like the, the the deadliest animal in the savannah, as far as people go? I believe they've killed yeah, they kill more people than like yeah. fucking lions and shit. Yeah, they don't tell you that when you're a kid. People don't think they're bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, people tell you that bears are great. Bears are really cuddly. They'll give you a hug. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. they will, and then they'll eat you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, they shoot love from their chest. They hug you. They care and they, a lot, those guys. <laughs> they don't stop hugging you until you're dead. <laughs> to be fair, the same can be said about chipmunks, right? Oh, chipmunks, three of them got adopted by this guy. Now they're all clever and are in a band. Yeah. Like, hey, chipmunk, can you sing a song? <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a spate when we were kids of the, it was on the news of, like, old people being attacked by squirrels. It became a real problem because, like, the squirrels are fucking everywhere in this country and old people would, like, put food out for them or go up to them to try and feed them and the squirrel would feel cornered and just, like, like, just go at them and, like, people having their faces ripped apart and all kinds of shit. Like, squirrels will fuck you up. Yeah. When I was a kid, my friend told me that once a squirrel bites you, it never lets go. Ugh. So, like, it's probably like a... um, It used to be red squirrels and then they were overtaken by grey. Yeah. So, like maybe people were used to feeding red squirrels and like oh gray squirrels they're probably the same they're not the same at all <laughs> the yeah. element of surprise uh, I think we're due a new non-native species I'm just not sure what I'd like because the British animals are pretty dull we don't have like the big yeah. like in America you've got bears and in some places you've got wolves they've reintroduced buffaloes like that's pretty cool mm. but and then you've got all the savannah shit in Africa and like Mexico's now got cocaine hippos, like we could do with <laughs> we could do with something. I know they're on about reintroducing wolves to Scotland, and a couple of people were like, "That's a terrible idea." <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I, 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 I want to live. But like to the Highlands, it makes sense because they were getting overrun with deer, and the, and mm. they're vastly unpopulated. So it it did it did make sense. I just get all those monkeys from Thailand. Let's bring them uh, over here. I don't like get monkeys, man. I don't get top. people's obsession with them. Oh, they're hilarious. <laughs> Hilariously oh. face-rippingly monkey. <laughs> yeah, well, only when you, you know, you talk to them. When you don't uh, feed I them. Went, when I was in Japan, I went to some kind of, I forget what it's called, but I think it was meant to be an old volcano that was now a lake. It really gentrified since... Uh, since the <laughs> and uh, there's like a whole city around it, and there was monkeys in the volcano area, in the in the city up there that's pretty cool yeah it just adds another element of it justifies my um, it's a trap philosophy about life yeah you know you school go around life and yes you could get attacked and you can you can get your face ripped off yeah it, it provides a healthy atmosphere healthy uh, respect for life well i found that weird when it, when i went to amsterdam like you can go around and everything feels pretty normal almost like British-like, as far as the way things look and the wildlife and everything like that. Same birds and all that shit. And then we went into a park, and like, and like, there's all this kind of weird squawking and stuff. And I looked up, and there's like a parrot full of a tree full of parrots, like just yeah. fucking hundreds of them. And it's like that's just weird enough to be in a country where this many people are stoned. Like that's that's <laughs> that's perfect. Everything else feels normal and then suddenly just parrots. <laughs> well, we had that at my school. I think there was some kind of weird green parakeet. And it's every, I think every year, there's loads of them would attach themselves to one of the chimneys in the school. Yeah. So you'd just be working away and then suddenly you'd hear, ah, ah! <laughs> Well, it's just a parakeet thing. Fine. <laughs> Why are they against the chimney? They've industrialised. <laughs> <laughs> the the fucking flamingos in London as well. That that weirded me out the first oh, time yeah. I saw that. 
I read something about something, some flamingo going astray today. Is that what you're talking about, or is that a regular thing? No, it's a regular thing. It's at one of the uh, one of the one of the parks near the palace. I don't really know oh, London right. that well. Yeah, uh, there's just flamingos knocking about in there, and it's a public park. They could just fuck off if they wanted to, but I guess they live there. Yeah, no, it makes sense. There was a, a, I can't remember if I saw flamingos, but I saw lots of like storks and kind of stuff in my local park in southeast London. So yeah, it's not like unfeasible that like yeah, lots of birds would probably chill here for a little bit. Yeah, kind of move on. Yeah, mm. animals. Animals. Uh, you got any? <laughs> you got any tips for? Uh, have you learned anything during your stay in self isolation that you'd like to pass on to the world? Uh, this feels like a strange segue. Um... Might be. <laughs> no. No? Okay. No. Uh, Charles Bronson does. <laughs> uh, you remember Charles Bronson, the to- most notorious, most violent criminal. <laughs> yes. He reached out to the sun um, to give some advice on uh, what to do in solitary confinement. Uh, the Charles Bronson, 67, who's been in jail for... Hang on. Change the battery. Oh, dear. Just as we got onto Charles Bronson. <laughs> Cool. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And we're back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll start that, that paragraph again. Charles Bronson, 67, who's been in jail for 45 years, stressed the importance of exercise, diet, and jigsaws. <laughs> he describes himself... <laughs> you got you got a different kind of pyramid of needs when it's in solitary confinement, and jigsaws plays like a much bigger part than I thought. <laughs> He considers himself the professor of solitary confinement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Almost half of his 45 years has been spent inside a Hannibal Lecter-style glass cage. (laughs) Bronson dubbed Britain's most dangerous inmate shared some pearls of wisdom he's gathered behind the bars over the years. I tried to figure out the Charlie Bronson accent, but Mm. I couldn't figure out how he was saying these things. He says, right, uh, this is what you got to do. All you lovely people out there who are isolated away. This will help you survive. That's all it is. It's about surviving. Get a good book. Lots of reading. Good advice. <laughs> it helps pass the time. Do a bit of writing. A poem. A short story. A story. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> do a bit of studying. Something you enjoy. Learn something. Educate yourself. But most of all, work out. Bronson, who still manages to do around 3,000 press-ups a day. Oh, God. It's got got nothing else to do, right? Uh, Fuck it. I'm going to count to 1,000 today. 3,000. You can work out in the garden or a spare room or in your bedroom or in the front room. Or in your glass box. uh, (laughs) Your Hannibal Lecter cage. Uh, He says you've got to search yourself. Find your inner self, your true being. And now you've got plenty of time to do that. After 45 years of prisons and asylums, I've worked out my own regime. Also, watch good TV documentaries. Learn, because the world is beautiful. There's so much to learn. Relax a bit more. Sleep in, just chill out. Don't panic and don't stress out. Bronson. (laughs) Pretty good advice, to be fair. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bad. The weird thing is is that he's one of those, like, uh, from watching the film, it is just called Bronson, Mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't... Great film. Yeah, it is great. But one of the things that's so weird about him 
is the juxtaposition between the way he carries himself and extreme violence. Like <laughs> it's it's the fact that he do, that he has got he is switched on. Like there is yeah, yeah. He's, he's he does seem like a clever guy. But it's just it's just juxtaposed <laughs> against smashing people's faces in. Yeah, it's just it's just veiled with overwhelming violence. Yeah, and an amazing moustache. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's some pretty good advice. I mean, I didn't expect us to reach out to Charlie Brompton. I mean, I imagine he reached out to, to us uh, to kind of give us a bit of a uh, bit of advice. Because yeah, he's probably more versed in isolation after, you know, forty five years of it. Yeah. Then uh, I imagine the rest of us are. So why not? Guy's a legend. <laughs> now on to uh, one of my favourite head- headlines for a while. Um, <clears throat> a man has accidentally ejected himself from a fighter plane during a surprise flight given as a gift by colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read on. I'm just going to read on. A passenger accidentally ejected himself from a fighter jet. The 64-year-old startled as the force of a 64-year-old. <laughs> this is during takeoff, by the way. Like, oh. very shortly afterwards. It's a, it's... The 64-year-old was startled as the force of acceleration caused him to lift out of his seat. So he, like, went, whoa, panicked, <laughs> grabbed the ejection handle. <laughs> Seconds after takeoff, boom, boom. It's all in the article. I can't comment, so we'll keep keep on going. Uh, there was a load of different errors that led to that happening. Um, <laughs> One of them was passed... putting a sixty-four-year-old man in a fighter jet. Peer pressured into it. He didn't want to do it. It was a surprise <laughs> gift from his company. <laughs> oh. You know how, like, you most know, people buy Santa. them a Rolex or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Secret Santa, you get given, I don't know, a hat or something, and you put it on. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess I got to put it on, right? Yeah. This guy's <laughs> got a fighter jet. <laughs> um, so apparently. Um, the flight was only meant to go three G's um, because he, <laughs> he didn't want to do it and he's 64 um, so just like as a casual kind of thing however this was never communicated to the pilot and experts believe that the passenger may have felt insecure as the plane climbed from three and a half G's to four G's <laughs> and apparently I can't but what's the guy's name I need to know his name oh they don't give it Fair enough. <laughs> but the guy had anti-gravity trousers on that were badly fitted. So I'm assuming because of all the G-force you're being thrown around, so you need to be anchored down. Maybe, Maybe. they do it through anti-gravity trousers. I don't well, know. It, I'm assuming they mean heavy trousers. Is it something to do with, like, they're, they're pressurised so that you don't lose blood in your legs or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah, like those weird socks that... Yeah, prevent you from having uh, maybe anti gravity is a weird name for a pair of trousers. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but he's going one more G than mm. uh, than he than he should be. Uh, the tin strap on the man's helmet was also not fastened, so that flew off as soon as he. <laughs> oh God! So, but just like 
Boom! <laughs> Hats off, legs up. The trousers aren't working. Eject. <laughs> experts, experts have said that the man's watch showed his heart raced from 120 to 145 beats per minute. <laughs> These experts, are, they're probably just watching the screens, right? They're not like looking at the plane. They've seen that. You know. They've seen that a load of times. But they <laughs> This uh, this heart rate's going pretty fucking high. Where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus, it's just, just great. The civilian, who was a director at a defence company, had no experience of flying in a military plane and had never expressed any interest <laughs> in doing so. <laughs> but he felt he could not refuse in front of his colleagues. Oh... I guess I'll get in the fighter jet. I guess. It's not what I wanted to do today. I never wanted to do this. I work in oh, accounts. <laughs> All the uh. fucking people watching and clapping. <laughs> Clive's having a great time. <laughs> I just wanted uh. to do everyone's payroll today. That was the height of excitement <laughs> in my day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, luckily, his parachute deployed and he landed in a field before being taken to hospital with minor injuries. Um, the pilot managed to safely land the plane back on the runway, uh, despite the lo- loss of the canopy and passenger. Jesus. Uh, but apparently, I didn't know this, but when the passenger ejects, the pilot is meant to be automatically ejected as well. Wow. I didn't know, and luckily that didn't happen. There was some kind of malfunction. Oh God! So but it could have just wasted intense, the right? plane. <laughs> yeah, wasted the plane, wasted whatever the plane landed on. Yeah, you know, just that feels like a weird system. But I guess you only eject if it's an emergency, and you want to save the everyone on the plane. So I guess it makes sense that they eject everyone, but not on like a, you know, this kind of. I don't know, Woucher kind of deal, right? No. <laughs> See, that, just, that made me laugh for a couple of days. Thought <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's for me. Oh no, I, I I've never expressed any interest of ever doing. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like fuck. It's like uh, the the whole balloon ride thing has become quite popular. People buying each other balloon rides. Oh, really? And I think buying something for anybody where they are taken like 3,000 feet into the air is a risky move. Like, if they've never said, I want to go in a balloon or I want to go in a plane or whatever. Like, I understand buying people track days. I've seen that loads. It's just (laughs) like, you just get in the car, you go around and then you park up and then you leave. Like, it's it's Mm. fine. But like, not like, buy... Like, <laughs> good luck sending I relatives into the sky. <laughs> well, I, I, um, uh, I hang on, there's a memory in here somewhere. I knew somebody briefly who worked intimately <laughs> and, with and they the hit ejected. <laughs> yeah. No, there was some for some reason, I can't remember why, but for some reason, they, they had an open line to lots of balloon captains. And I thought it was very strange that hot air balloonists called themselves captains. Oh. Like, the, the, the space, the final frontier, but in a balloon. 
It's just like, you're not really a captain. I guess you are, but you're not a plane. Stop thinking you're it's a plane. Silly. That's like having a, that's like having a, uh, like a rowing boat and calling yourself a captain. It's like, yeah. you, you're it's just in the boat. Don't send your relatives. You're not a captain. <laughs> you're just here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't send your, your relatives into the sky with someone with such an egotistical disorder that they need to feel like they own the sky. Because <laughs> then things get territorial and a hot air balloon is pretty small. You don't want to be in a territory war in there. No. Anyway, uh, in other news... Oh, he's got... Oh, was this... Yes, some stuff from the audience. We've got some uh, emails in. So we've gone through some of those. Um, a Venezuelan Navy coastal patrol boat patrol boat sank in the Caribbean after ramming a cruise ship that it had ordered to change direction. So, there's a lot of words there, but basically, there's a cruise ship in the sea. Right. Uh, what, what do you call them? Yeah, sea, sea Patrol. The Navy comes out, says, move. They say, no. The Navy rams the ship. The Navy sinks. <laughs> <laughs> Great Navy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the owners of the Portuguese-flagged Resolute said the naval vessel Neguata also fired shots in an act of aggression. Like, turn around! Bah, 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 bah. No. <laughs> <laughs> the collision left the cruise ship, which has a reinforced hull for sailing, it, sailing in icy waters, which stood only minor damage. So it just kind of shrugged off the Navy ramming into it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Venezuela accused the boat of an act of aggression. <laughs> you, hit, you hit it. <laughs> yes, we hit you, but then we sank. That's you being aggressive. All right. It's a very aggressive it, cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. Well, Venezuela said it didn't rule out that the cruise ship could have been transporting mercenaries to attack military bases in Venezuela. It's a cruise ship. <laughs> Yeah, you don't, you don't get into the mercenary murder mentality by relaxing with a game of bingo. No. And an on-ship on pool. Yeah, and a Frank Sinatra impersonator. <laughs> no, it probably had mercenaries though. That's why we sank. <laughs> okay. Are you sure this wasn't a bigger boat? Yeah. Come fly <laughs> with always me. always a bigger boat. Let's fly, let's fly away. <laughs> yeah, happened in Venezuela on the at the end of March, that was. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got a little bit of lag. Come on, you can do it. Oh, that's actually my last thing. I didn't realize. Oh, all right then. Uh, so yeah, that's me for this week. All right. Um, just a just a, just 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 a few headlines. Uh, just trying to trying to keep things a bit positive in the light of coronavirus and see some of the positive oh, yeah. effects of it. Uh, March this March, uh, twenty twenty was yeah. the first March in the U.S without any school shooting since 2002. <laughs> <laughs> All it took was thousands of deaths. <laughs> Is that just because the schools are closed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they were open for a bit. Else. They were open for a bit in March. Yeah. So, like, it's reduced opening hours, I guess. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's good. Everyone's turned to homeschooling. Well, if there were more school shootings and everyone was being homeschooled, that would be a bit terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's... Um, uh, I think there was a study that, like, most of those mass shootings are occurred by people with mental health disorders. Yeah. And I imagine an encroaching global pandemic plague 
is going to affect mentally disordered people in a way as well yeah so maybe it's like that evil defeats the evil voices yeah but also so like the ones that be... are like i want everybody dead are actually all right <laughs> like someone else is someone else oh, is doing it for them yeah the pre the pleasures of management yeah you know, they think they're the senior <laughs> manager ceo yeah. of death i'm the captain of the oh, pandemic going out do it <laughs> you hit my boat you sink yeah uh, that's kind of what happens <laughs> yeah um that's yeah, fair enough in uh, in other bright news uh the the semen smelling trees of hudson valley are blooming early this year <laughs> well that uh, people are encouraged to get their exercise once a day i didn't know they were <laughs> wanking into the trees <laughs> so apparently it's called a calorie pear tree um and they smell like semen. <laughs> oh, okay. they don't sniff out semen. No, 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 no. Right. They smell I like semen. What it was like people wanking in a park, and the trees just start leaning in that direction. Yeah, everyone sees it as intimacy. <laughs> everyone says the flowers are really nice, but the stench is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Looks lovely. Doesn't smell. Um, no. Doesn't smell like home. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, the, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, sorry, it was a no. I'm saying no. cool. Yeah, yeah, semen trees. Semen trees. Um, the, yeah. uh, the the forest service in Iceland has recommended hugging trees while you can't hug others. <laughs> Which, yeah. Oh yeah. They've been guess, clearing paths through the woodlands and particularly like about by and around trees so that people can hug the trees instead. That sounds a lot like car park KFC dating to me. A little bit. Like, I can't really judge because that's probably about as weird as getting drunk in a car park to a phone. Not really. You, well, you had so. interaction with a person. That's true. But all those, I can't remember what episode it was, but there were trees that had unique identifiers and personalities. I think that was in Australia or New Zealand. Maybe that spread. Maybe uh, that was, yeah, that was Australia. Aware. Yeah. They're they like voicemail messages, or you create a voicemail they, message, I can't remember. Yeah, they gave all the trees email addresses. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. but, they, but they, I mean, I, I think I did a phone number one, um, but they yeah. they did legitimately give a load of trees email addresses. There you go. Yeah. So that's just one step towards intimacy, right? And then what do you do once you've pen palled to someone over the internet for a while? You meet up and you give it a hug in a wood, so. Yeah. It's just it's the next phase in human evolution yeah we're gonna start photosynthesizing <laughs> yeah cross-pollinating um in uh, in sad news do you know a yuri oh. yuri toloko toloko tolochko tolochko no he's from kazakhstan no. he's a bodybuilder okay um okay amidst the outbreak he's had to postpone mm. his wedding to his love doll <laughs> <laughs> It, it was a special day. I didn't want to ruin it for her <laughs> to be surrounded by her loved ones. You know, Barbie, Ken, you know. <laughs> couldn't attend. It's like a, a sex doll. Yeah, yeah. He he was yeah. planning on getting married to it on the 29th of March. I think it was 29th. Um, and he had to postpone the day because I guess guests couldn't come to the wedding. <laughs> 
to be fair, of all the weddings in the world, that's one you wouldn't want to miss, right? <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, don't just post, reorganize it, please. I'll, it, make, I'll make time. He put it on Instagram. There are loads of people underneath being like, no, I was really looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, as a bodybuilder, he's probably got an amount of strength that probably means he could accidentally kill a few people if he tried to have a relationship with them. It's just safer this better way. If it was adult. You're insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well just dolls, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But it's it makes you can't judge it, but you kinda of gotta be like, uh was there it feels like unfortunately you've had to marry a doll. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a Well I a saw the guy. He's he's not a particularly unattractive guy. Like, yeah, but it's just his head. I, I couldn't get a read on it as to whether it was serious or not. Because I was looking at him and okay. being like, you you wouldn't have to settle. Like, I'm pretty sure you could find somebody. But maybe well, he is just mental. And you could be yeah. an attractive person that's attracted to inanimate objects, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think just there's this, uh, you know, there's some people who are looking for something very specific. I mean... There's an old Louis Theroux documentary about following the porn industry. And there was this uh, one guy who was like mature for the industry. He's been in it for a while and he was looking for love. So every every scene he had, he tried to get kind of connected to his partner and they always just rejected him. So oh, it was really sad. That is kind of sad. <laughs> it's just like, unfortunately, there's some people who are just, even, it's not necessarily physical, you know, they're so desperate or something like that that they yeah. can't, you know, people just get, ugh. And dolls don't judge, so <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Uh, it's not the worst thing, not the worst. Right. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> oh, there's, there's, there's a couple more coronavirus ones, and then I'll end on a, a different one. Um, okay. Uh, Chile, 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 Chile is counting those who've died of coronavirus as recovered because they're no longer contagious. <laughs> You're cured! <laughs> Congratulations! So all the people there that have died, they've put those numbers in their list of number of people who've recovered, statistically. They're like, well, <laughs> they, they can't infect anyone else now, so technically, they don't have it anymore. Well, I think they could if you don't bury them, right? I mean... Well, I thought not, that, yeah. probably still going to live in them, so... Well, the, no, yeah, I, I think it's if you bury someone, they're not contagious anymore. They've passed. It's after the fourteen-day period, so they've been dead for two weeks, so they're fine now. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they've recovered. They're all great now. Everyone's yeah. fine. But why? I don't understand. <laughs> I guess it's to make themselves appear as if they haven't got, you know, they've got a better track record of dealing with this whole thing. I guess, but I looked but at it, it and it's like they've why? they've only had like ninety people died and nine hundred recover so far. So it's like it doesn't even dent it that much. Yeah, just I guess maybe they might seem more reliable economic wise i don't know whether that would be a thing it's just a but just it's a global thing it's yeah. not like it's only happening in one country yeah but no this is fucking everywhere mate fucking yeah like at least i think it's an average of at least 700 people dying every day in the uk yeah you don't have to fucking boost that number or reduce that number it's like well this is what's happening so <laughs> you have to record it yeah um this is kind of oh this is sad uh, a German zoo have said okay. they may have to feed animals to each other <laughs> <laughs> I 
How <laughs> <laughs> very German to slightly guess. <laughs> well, now we only have to feed one animal. <laughs> <laughs> Let us break down the problem. I can't do it. I can. I cannot do a German accent. That's Austrian, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. But yeah, like, why have we have fifty animals and we have one bag of meat? What if <laughs> we put half the animals inside the bag of meat? <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, they did. They they made a point, which is like the zoo is one of those things that can't just close. Like they they can't they can't yeah, go into yeah. hibernation. Like they have to feed the animals. They have to heat the like the tropical areas and everything like that. Like they have to have people employed to feed the animals. Like they can't. It's they can cut down on some staff, but the most part of a zoo is necessary. Yeah. So you'd either have to get more staff or yeah, you'd have to yeah. reduce the zoo. And I they're guess. having they're having trouble getting funding because like, well, feeding a lion in the middle of Berlin is not necessarily more important than feeding <laughs> this these people. Yeah. Plus zoos have been more online recently because they've been showing them like people have been watching them remotely. Yeah. So like you could have some pretty big gladiatorial matches, right? Like yeah. I'd like to see an elephant eat an alligator. Yeah, I'd love it. That'd be that'd be an interesting sight. <laughs> elephant, <laughs> elephant would win. But the, yeah, they could definitely they could make up some money through gambling. Yeah, just uh, like Rambo, just set up kind of weird scorpion matches, all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, like seal races. I don't know, just things. <laughs> they could they could definitely do something. Yeah, pit the penguins against birds. I don't know, that seems cruel, but I like cruel. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, fly. what they were saying you was that fly. if they you got wings. <laughs> what they were saying was if they can't afford to feed the animals, then they'd have to euthanize them. Or like certain ones of them. Oh. And then worse comes to worse, they'd have to feed those to the <laughs> to the ones, to the others. Um they said like seals need an astonishing amount of fish every day. And they're also like getting incredibly bored because they've got no human interaction, oh. which like make, <laughs> makes up like a huge part of their day. Like it's if you're in they a small enclosure, pictures. you require the interest yeah. of people being around you, and there's no one at the zoo. <laughs> yeah, it's a hor- well, it's it's a it's a rough situation. But I guess if you can't input. I thought at first it was they can't import as much food as they need, like you say, like all the fish for a walrus or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's probably more just the staff. If there's not enough staff to manage the park, then it's, well, have to even the, it's not that. It's that the, it's that the parks are having to close because it's a public space, so there's no money coming in. Um, I mean, they're mm. saying like so far this zoo is it's it's cost them just in food alone one hundred and fifty thousand pounds since yeah. since it closed, um, and that's money that they would have made on tickets. So it would have been fine, but they haven't. The, yeah, but like rebuying all their animals, it's going to cost money, right? I guess it depends how long it's going to go on for. Yeah. If it is going to be for another like three months, then that's you know six hundred k or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah, just start <laughs> etch a sketch that zoo to the ground. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then just wait until civilization rebirth rebirths itself. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the animal world version of the Hunger Games. Yeah, just 
no food, no, yeah. no employees. Just open well, the doors, lock the main door, and leave. Yeah, more effective than ghosts. Yeah. Elephants. <laughs> I think. <laughs> if Jumanji's taught us anything, it's that uh, the jungle could be a weird place. <laughs> yeah. They open it up and Alan Parrish runs out. <laughs> I didn't kill myself. I didn't kill myself. Keep it Robbie Williams in a zoo. What the fuck? And finally, uh, Eric Troffman of Texas um, has, a, has a novel suggestion for rising sea levels. Um, uh, he okay. said that we should all go and just drink the sea. Oh, that makes sense. Everybody go to the beach with a cup and drink the water. Um, drink the sea and never piss uh, again. I don't know why he's in the news, because as far as I can tell, he's just a bloke from Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said um, he figured it out when drinking Bud Light one summer with his friends. Uh, he said, I was cracking another cold one with Steve and Berto. Uh, when it <laughs> when it came to my leave mind, leave him out of the story, mate. Just leave him out of the story. <laughs> uh, we'd poured some beers into a big bowl, and when I grabbed the beer with my glass, I noticed the beer sea level went down. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the presses. <laughs> Get me the Washington Standard on the line. <laughs> I'm going to put this in terms that you laymen understand. So the beer sea level. <laughs> Um, aptly named by Berto <laughs> stand up Berto no yeah. <laughs> uh, the 45 year old 45 year old says he's been trying to contact both President Trump and Greta Thunberg about the solution for <laughs> <laughs> look the three of us have been looking for an excuse to contact a 14 year old girl for years right <laughs> Any any excuse to harass her, stalk her in any way. I, I don't know how old she is, but she's a young girl. <laughs> Greta, beer sea level. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he said he's not had any success, surprisingly. Um, oh. he, but he does say, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to work. Um, the only problem uh, will be that people might need to piss and will just piss right back into the ocean, causing the sea level to rise That's again, true. which is fair. Um <laughs> Uh, when reached out to Thunberg on the issue, the she piss, declined right? to comment. So, <laughs> obviously, not that no interested comment. in saving the planet. No, self-centered. Yeah, not care about drinking that sea level away. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, I, and there's a whole load of things to pick holes in it. Obviously, <laughs> I don't believe it would work. Uh, but like, it evaporates into the sky every day. Yeah, like, is that not slightly helpful? Uh, Whatever your name is, Roberto. Yeah, no, I just remember Roberto. I don't remember the original guy. What's the thing? Like, eventually, it ends up back in the ocean anyway. The issue is, is that it won't. Is that, is that it's not freezing, which is where all the excess water's coming from. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, um, it's just inevitable, and um, we're all, it's not freezing. We're all going to boil to death. Yeah. <laughs> I've been at sing it, Steve. Yeah, I'm at Nick Snip. <laughs> <laughs> we are at Police Pod on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can also email us at wisterpolyteethpodcast.com. Throw it in. Yeah, and you can find us on facebook.com slash pullingteethpod. Uh, and you can find everything, yeah. everywhere, everything that we do on pullingteethpodcast.com. 
Uh, watch us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share it around. <laughs> For more. <laughs> if you don't boil to death. If you don't drown to death from trying to drink the sea and the piss. Yeah. <laughs> Get in touch. <laughs> Try cover some stuff. <laughs>